Hello everybody, it is Michael here, back with another video with a post-game analysis of Game 1, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. We only got 117 left right here, and the Brooklyn Nets are up 11, so I'm expecting them to pull out this game, and I wanted to just give my quick thoughts analysis on what happened, what each team can improve, and what should we should expect going forward. So let's start off with the winning team first, the Brooklyn Nets. First of all, James Harden got injured this game that is obviously a big big factor and that is going to be different hopefully in the future my thing that does worry me quite a lot though is that he re-injured his hamstring which kept him out for about two months if i'm getting my timeline correct so that definitely does worry me because hamstrings and those uh, things in those natures are just things that can linger for a while and obviously james harden is very very impactful to this series they were still able to win without him which is huge that is massive it cannot go understated but they are going to need him if they want to make a finals run which they obviously do next i want to go into the player who stood out the most to me this game and that was blake griffin he had a fantastic performance in this one, putting up 18 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Did foul out in this one, but he was excellent. Blake Griffin did all the little things and did all the necessary things to help this team get the win. The thing that I really appreciated about Blake Griffin this game is that the Bucks were daring him to make plays and they were daring him to shoot and he did that at a high rate. Brooke Lopez being on the floor meant that he was going to sag off Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin stepped up when it mattered, made those shots, made a lot of plays and was just fantastic, was the real uh, third guy that they needed this game with James Harden obviously being out. And then Joe Harris, another guy who stepped up, had a fantastic game as well, 19 points, hit five of his nine threes. And the thing about Joe Harris is not only his ability to hit shots, it's, ability, it's his ability to have gravity as well. There's this one play that stood out in particular to me where uh, there was some messy defensive rotations the ball was being swung around by the nets uh, KD had the ball passed it out to joe harris and they are so worried about that man because he's a 45 percent three-point shooter so two people tried to close out to him and then Kyrie Irving was left under the basket and he finished with a beautiful up and under reverse layup over Pat Connaughton. That is the type of stuff that Joe Harris brings to this team. He was another guy who was great, took advantage of Brooke Lopez, made a pull up uh, mid range. He was just excellent. And then obviously their star players came to play. Crazy thing is neither of them had their best game. They were both just very solid to their standards. Uh, Kevin Durant, 29 points, super efficient as always, 48% for the field, only 25% for the three, uh, but made all four of his free throws, 10 rebounds as well. He was just excellent, taking advantage of mismatches, hitting his pull at mid-ranges. He was even missing some shots that he would usually make, and that's the scary thing is that a lot of times the Bucks played very good defense on him, but Kevin Durant's just going to hit a tough shot because he's Kevin Durant. Same thing with Kyrie Irving, a lot of tough shots in this game, a lot of ballsy shots, great finishes around the bat. A couple tough threes in there, a couple really tough mid-ranges. Also got his other teammates involved with eight assists. Uh, just overall, the starting lineup played very, very well. Bruce Brown was the guy who stepped up off the bench, did the dirty work as he uh, always does. Six points, four rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Just playing like the 6'4 center that he is. Like It's so funny to watch him out there because he really does play like a center just in a guard's body he's setting screens out there rolling hard to the hoop he had a nice pick and roll in there with Kyrie Irving just excellent game from him Mike James 
someone who I quite frankly knew almost nothing about. I did not know anything about Mike James because he played at the end of the season for the Nets, played some limited minutes in uh, other games as well, but he stepped up big in the absence of James Harden with him dealing with his injury. Had 12 points, hit 5 of 11 shots, hit some really tough shots in there, like some good pull-up mid-ranges. He had some off-the-dribble threes in there, seven rebounds. Like He was just excellent in this game, and that's the type of thing you need in a playoff series. Is someone like Mike James having a good game with the talent that you already have? That can really swing a game and make a big, big difference. Uh, and especially if someone like Landry Shamit, who wasn't that good in this game, if he could hit his shots in a game, that's fantastic. Nicholas Claxton was solid in this game. Got bullied by Giannis at certain points, as you would expect, with his size difference and the lack of size he has compared to Giannis strength-wise. Uh, but I still think he brings a lot of impact on the defensive side of the ball with his length and with his uh, overall just versatility. And they shot 37.5% from three. Not their greatest shooting night. Only got to the line nine times. That shooting... And uh, that free throw number will go up with James Harden as he brings so much gravity to him. They'll be getting even more open shots than they already were. They'll be getting more assists as well. They just looked excellent this game. They were the much better basketball team tonight. And the thing that stood out to me the most just overall about this team, not talking about any individual performance, was the adjustments they made at halftime. Got to give a lot of credit to Steve Nash and that coaching staff for what they were able to do. And while it was pretty simple adjustments and it was adjustments that I was suggesting the whole first half, it was adjustments that needed to be made. Uh, and the main adjustments were the fact that they were going at Brooke Lopez on defense. Brooke Lopez was killing them on offense. And they were not making the Milwaukee Bucks pay for Brooke Lopez's issues on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to lateral quickness and it comes to his ability to guard on the perimeter. So they were consistently going at him in handoffs, in the pick and roll. And that is where you uh, can kill the Milwaukee Bucks because when... That is happening. It takes away their size that they love to have. They love that Brooke Lopez and Giannis front court because like we were seeing in this game, it was dominating the offensive glass. They were dominating points in the paint. But you can make Brooke Lopez unplayable in this series. And that's what I expect them to do going forward is just continue to involve him in action. Continue to get your best players switched onto him and he will be in just a world of trouble. That's something that the Miami Heat did not do enough. They did not do enough... Uh, the Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo handoffs to make Brooke Lopez pay. But going more over to the Bucks as we were kind of bleeding into that conversation. First starting off with the good. Giannis dominated as you would expect him to. Now he needs to play more minutes. Mike Boonholzer. Him playing 35 minutes is unacceptable. If we look at their other uh, two star players in this game on the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving 44 minutes. Kevin Durant 40 minutes. He cannot play 35 minutes in a must-win game. Obviously, it's the first game of, his, of the series. But without James Harden, and maybe this is the only game that James Harden misses, you have to take advantage and win this game, which they weren't able to do. Uh, Giannis should have played more, but in the minutes he played, he was fantastic. 34 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. He was making his jump shots a little bit, hit 2 of 5 threes. He was in some mid-ranges in there, attacking inside did everything he was supposed to, and he was fantastic. Brooke Lopez was great on offense, 8 of 11, 5 offensive rebounds. He was killing it inside, taking advantage of that size. But on the defensive side of the ball, like I was just discussing about the Nets, he cannot play simply enough. He was getting bailed out in the first half by bad strategy by the Brooklyn Nets. 
But once they adjusted and changed their strategy, it's over for them. And that's why I think the starting lineup should include Giannis Antetokounmpo at the center position. When I heard P.J. Tucker was starting, I thought that's what it meant. I thought Giannis was going to be the starting center, but he wasn't. And I think Mike Boonholzer needs to realize that they are their best with Giannis at center, especially in this series. Say in a series against the Philadelphia 76ers, potentially their next round matchup if they were able to get out of this. Brooke Lopez would be fine because he could guard Joel Embiid. He could back off of him, kind of dare him to make shots and protect him on the interior. But this Nets team, he doesn't fit in the series. So you need to just not play him, in my opinion, at least. Uh, P.J. Tucker was solid in this game, 1 of 4 from 3. You want to see him hit more threes, obviously, but was good defensively. Still had his impacts for sure. Still had his gravity in those corners. Chris Middleton, another guy. Gotta step up. Chris Middleton has to be better next game. 6 of 23 is unacceptable. 0 for 5 from 3. Did pull down 13 rebounds, but he was bad this game. Simply enough, he was a negative on the floor. He was bad. He was missing so many shots that Chris Middleton typically does make, and he just didn't look good. He has to be better. There's no other way around it. He is super huge to the series because the Nets are always going to have more star power, but the Bucks do have a nice little big three over there. But you need all those guys to play well, and Chris Middleton really held them back today. And Drew Holiday's not off the leash either. 7 of 19, 2 of 7 from 3. He's got to be better too. He was very good defensively, good playmaking-wise. Pulled down 9 rebounds. Like, he still didn't have a super bad game. Didn't have nearly as bad of a game as Chris Middleton. I mean, Chris Middleton had 13 points on 23 shots. Like, that's terrible. But it's still not great from Drew Holiday. He still had 17 points on 19 shots and was a minus 13. Not a good Drew Holiday game. He can be a lot better, and I expect him to be a lot better. Next game. Uh, Bryn Forbes was a guy who was not hitting shots in this one. And when he's hit, not hitting shots, he's almost a non-factor. He's a guy who can be super impactful when he is making those shots. But when he isn't and he's a defensive uh, issue, a defensive liability at times, that is really bad when you have to play him 21 minutes. Bobby Portis is fine this game. Pat Connaughton, fine. Jeff Teague, why was he playing as much as he played? I don't even think he played last round. Now, I'm not going to confirm that because I did not watch that series much at all because the Bucks destroyed the Miami Heat. But I don't remember Jeff Teague even being on the floor and then throwing him in against the Brooklyn Nets, especially at the beginning of the fourth quarter when you need to make a run is idiotic. That is terrible. I had to watch Jeff Teague on the Celtics. He's one of my least favorite players that I've ever had to watch. Jeff Teague is bad. He is really bad, and that was a bad mistake by Mike Budenholzer. He has got to be better than that. He cannot fall back into his old ways of not adjusting. This happened last year. This happened in his years with the Atlanta Hawks, where he would not make playoff adjustments, and it looked like it was different this year. There were still some red flags in the Heat series. They just performed terribly, and the red flags came out fully this game. So many issues. The Brooke Lopez thing, I've been over plenty. But there was just a lot of other things as well. I feel like the rotations were poor. Certain times where Giannis just isn't on the floor when he needs to be. And certain times where you got to have at least two of your best players out there. And you got to stagger their minutes so it's like that. I just think there's certain things they need to do. They need to shorten the rotation. Jeff Teague can't be playing. Pat Connaughton can't even be playing as much as he did play. 
you got to change things up for sure. Or if Pat Connaughton is playing, then put him in the starting lineup, put Giannis at the center position. You really have to make some big, big adjustments because you clearly saw the difference in teams, not just in talent, but I think this was much more about coaching, is that we saw Steve Nash make good adjustments in the second half. And the Milwaukee Bucks expected no adjustments, went out with the same game plan, and it was a failure. They need to watch back the tape of this game and make big adjustments. Now, they also just have to hit their shots. They shot 20% from three. It's tough to win a game when you're shooting 20% from three and 58% from the free throw line. Like, they, they got to be better in that factor. Giannis, you got to hit your free throws. Got to get to the free throw line more, too. Only three times, weird for Giannis. Uh, but yeah, if they're hitting their outside shots, the offense is going to be flowing a lot better because that opens up their inside game. That opens up Giannis drives and kicks. Like, I get that. But coaching was a real, real issue this game, and it's got to be better. I still think the Bucks have a good chance in this series. I'm excited to see the update on James Harden. I think that matters a lot. Uh, but this was not a good sign. I felt like the first half was solid. I was like, you know, they're staying in the game. They're not really hitting their shots. But the second half was a disaster. The Nets attacked all the weaknesses that the Bucks had. And it looked really, really bad. So hopefully they make some adjustments. Hopefully they look better in game two. And yeah, that's been the video. It's been Michael. Peace out.